Hello, hello, welcome back to Loki's Librarian. If you are new here, welcome. I am your librarian, Katrina. This is where I am reading through the enormous library books that you see behind me, and then I give you a quick synopsis and I tell you what I think about them. So if you like books, just aren't sure what to read next, hit that subscribe button, like and share my videos, and let me know what you think in the comments. In keeping with the month of October, this week's Book of the Week returns us to The World of Lore, this time with Dreadful Places by Aaron Mankey. And the accompanying cocktail is called Ghost in the Graveyard, which is two ounces of black vodka, two ounces of either cream de cocoa or coffee liqueur, and one scoop of vanilla ice cream with a pinch of nutmeg for garnish. Now, I went with the cream or the uh, coffee liqueur because that's what I had on hand, and I went ahead and just made my own black vodka. The only commercially available black vodka is called Balvad, and that is not available commercially in my area. So I just took a small little bottle of Tahoe Blue and I added red, blue, and green food coloring. I'll include the link to where I found that in the description. I just made my own. Um, I did not edit it for the size of the liquor bottle because I mean the, the the recipe I found was drops per 750 milliliter bottle of vodka and I wasn't going to waste an entire 750 milliliter of vodka for this so I just put it all in there to see how black I could get it which is pretty damn black hot damn and it's not quite two ounces fucking shrinkflation you know it doesn't matter it's close enough so there's my vodka. Anyways, let's do this. So last year we went through his Monstrous Creatures and this year's book by Mankey explores haunted places. And this volume is almost entirely ghost stories. I mean, I think there's a little bit of maybe there's a creature out there that might be doing this, but most, it, it, but if they are, if it is, then it's, you know, a pretty terrifying creature, but mostly he's just focusing on haunted places, um, ghost stories. And he focuses a lot on the ghost stories here in America, although he does touch on ghost stories overseas as well. This is a really easy cocktail to make. Oh yeah, that is some black, black liquid. Nice. Supposed to stir this up. It's not a very long review, so I'm dumping, like jumping right into the cocktail here. So it's interesting because, or what's interesting about his style, and he did this during the, the Monstrous Creatures too, uh, but for dreadful places where possible, he'll track down the actual history behind the folklore, like the legend of the Richmond Vampire. Now, Richmond, Virginia is a pretty old city by American standards. I mean, obviously it has nothing on places in Europe and, and uh, Asia, you know, or even, you know, the Middle East, you have like London, Rome, Baghdad, Hanun. These places are, have really old cities and we are nowhere near that. Ice cream cocktails are always messy, but you know, whatever. And you literally just pour the black over and the ghost in the graveyard is the ice cream in the black liquid. Richmond, Virginia, being an old city, but whereas monster cre monstrous creatures explored the legend of vampires with the tie-in towards consumption and how people tended to believe that that was basically the, the consumption was a result of vampirism. In Richmond, the Richmond, Virginia vampire ties into a pretty unfortunate historical event in Virginia, and that is the October 1925 collapse of a train tunnel. Well, that's boozy goodness. Fabulous. I was turning my teeth black. That's even more exciting. 
basically everybody in the tunnel when when the tunnel collapsed everyone in the tunnel died except for one poor bastard named benjamin mosby and you might think that the survivor of a, of, of a horrific accident is really lucky because hey oh my god he survived everybody else died but not really and here's why when he crawled out of the wreck, okay, when he, when he was, when the accident happened, he'd been standing right in front of, like, an open boiler, and he was feeding coal into the fire of a train to, to you know, get the, the heat going. When the tunnel collapsed, the boiler exploded. It basically shattered all of his teeth, so his mouth was cut to ribbons, and his teeth became, when his teeth became super sharp, and it parboiled the flesh off of his body. So when he crawled out of the tunnel, he was in an enormous amount of pain and died about 24 hours later. Um, and he became legend as the Richmond vampire. <laughs> Doesn't that suck, right? He survived this horrific accident for a scant 24 hours and then suddenly became a monstrous creature out of folklore. The ice cream melts fast is the only problem. He covers New Orleans with his history of voodoo, including the voodoo queens Marie Laveau and Julie White. His history of smuggling with the Lafitte brothers in the War of 1812 and the torture house of Madame Delphine La Lowry. Um, I want to read a whole book on... Delphine LaLaurie, she was one of America's worst, worst creatures to ever be invented. I wonder if she's covered in his other book. He has one called Wicked Mortals. I wonder if he covers her more there. You know what? I'll find out next year because I only read one of his per year. So he covers how tragedy creates legend, including the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire of March 25th, 1911. And when the building was built, the, the guy who built it said, oh, this, this is entirely a fireproof building. It won't burn to the ground, which he was partially right. The building itself did not burn to the ground. But careless activity inside the building led to a fire internally. And the people who are in the building today will report smelling smoke and hearing screams of women jumping to their death rather than risk being burned alive. Oh my God, this is really good. Ice cream for breakfast. It's the breakfast of champions. There are places of accidental tragedy where the idea was conceived with the very best of intentions, but quickly overrun by sorrow, like Danvers State Hospital in Danvers, Massachusetts, which was intended to be an insane asylum where those who were mentally unwell could be treated and recover. Instead, it was quickly overpopulated and understaffed with inhumane treatment of the inmates becoming the order of the day, including visits by Dr. Walter Freeman, the lobotomist who we learned about last year in Pandora's lab, Seven Stories of Science Gone Wrong by Dr. Paul Offit. The infamous Stanley Hotel is covered, which was the iconic inspiration for Stephen King's The Shining, an Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania, which was designed and built to house 300 inmates in the 1830s. By the 1920s, so not even 100 years later, it was housing 2,000. That's more than seven times what it was designed to hold. Almost seven times, not quite more, almost seven times what it was designed to hold. I mean, that sort of inmate-to-guard ratio, the only way to keep the inmates in line was torture. And uh, this left its psychic mark, as you may have guessed. While Eastern State is now a museum, it is said to be a very haunted museum. Al Capone served time there when it was so grossly overcrowded and allegedly brought one of the ghosts back with him. Although, and he doesn't cover this in the book, so I'm like, hmm... This was kind of an obvious one, just kind of obvious for anybody with even a little bit of interest in history. Jesus, my desk is all sticky now from the vodka, or probably the coffee liqueur, whatever. When Al Capone went to jail, he already had syphilis, and syphilis runs its course on its own time frame with different people, like some people can shrug it off and others get eaten alive by it. So it's entirely possible that the ghost that was haunting Capone was really the byproduct of a syphilis-addled brain. 
Mm. Oh my god, my tongue is blue. My teeth are blue. That's fabulous. Oh shit. I don't think I can have any more of that. That's good, but I'm supposed to be driving later today and I can't, which means not. I'm like four hours away from leaving because now I have to make sure I'm sober. That's fabulous. He discusses Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which was initially a hospital for those afflicted by consumption, but it was kind of a hospital with a one-way ticket because consumption, at the time Waverly Hills was built, had no known cure or treatment, and it was highly infectious. They knew it was highly infectious. So basically that they would send their people who contracted it went there to die, and everybody knew that's what they went there for. So it was a one-way ticket. You never checked out, apparently even in death, because it's now very, very haunted. It had the same problem as the Danvers State Hospital and the prison, gross overcrowding quickly became the order of the day. And of course, no book about famous hauntings would be complete without the legendary Winchester Mansion in San Jose, California. And he covers, I mean, a little bit of everything, haunted cemeteries, haunted woods, haunted lighthouses. These are all discussed, including why these tend to garnish a reputation as otherworldly places. One thing that's interesting is how these legends do cross um, cultural boundaries. So there are legends of hauntings literally all over the world. So, I mean, there, there's two reasons for this, I think. One is, obviously, it is possible the veil is very thin in some places, and ghosts really do pop through on some sides. Others, it just kind of connects us all in humanity doesn't matter where you're from, all cultures have these kind of legends of the dead coming back and staying with us. And that's a link in humanity that we should really consider that everybody has this sort of shared human experience of fear of death, fear of the other, fear of, of what's out there. It's, it's a very human experience and that, that doesn't get connect or explored enough. So. Um, all of these haunted locations are discussed, all with the sense of, did that really happen? Or was it just an overactive imagination? And quite a few of the stories leave you pondering the darkness and kind of wondering if the abyss really does stare back. Now, he does not specifically mention, although he kind of nods several times to the popularity of Supernatural, which is a fun TV show. It's escapism at its finest with the side of beefcake. So what's not to love about that? But it's pretty obvious if you read through this and have even just a slightest bit of knowledge of what's of of what comes out of Hollywood. Which, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little stunned I had that knowledge because I don't usually watch TV except for Supernatural because I'm on a marathon right now. But it's pretty obvious to anyone who's even slightly keyed into pop culture how these dreadful places have influenced and made appearances in Hollywood. I mean, vampires are obvious. I'm going to skip right over them because the, the vampires in Hollywood were like made for each other, right? I mean, the first horror film, I believe, was Nosferatu. I may be mistaken on that, but I'm almost positive that was it. So New Orleans, though, I mean, the city of New Orleans, the third season of American Horror Story was practically a love letter to New Orleans, including both Marie Laveau as played by Angela Bassett. And Kathy Bates giving a knockout performance as Madame Delphine Lowry. I mean, like, seriously, only Kathy Bates could make you feel sorry for that psychotic fuck. She was so good in that series. Uh, Danvers State Hospital was a direct inspiration for Arkham Insane Asylum of Batman lore and, and inspired H.P. Lovecraft's Eldritch Horror Stories. Uh, I think it may also actually have inspired American Horror Story Season 2 Asylum, although I could not find anything directly linking 
Danvers as an inspiration for that asylum. The Winchester Mystery House was given life in Hollywood's movie Winchester, starring Helen Mirren, and Waverly Hills Sanatorium was mentioned in Supernatural Season 11. I'm actually a little surprised he didn't specifically mention that under the Waverly Hills section, because I'm like, it was right there. I literally keyed it instantly, although I just watched Season 11, so... And even Lighthouse's Causing Madness has jumped to film with the 2019 Robert Eggers-directed film The Lighthouse, which starred Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Uh, Eggers has this real panache for exploring these themes, as I believe his first directed film was The Witch, which was also an amazing, or also amazing at setting a creepy tone and really tapping into what the early English settlers believed and how the unknown can feed on fear. Uh, much like Monstrous Creatures, Dreadful Places was a quick jaunt through folklore and darkness, kind of a, a PG-13 version of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, but with actual history thrown in for background and flavor. So if you like to ponder the darkness that exists out there and want to know where to go for ghosts this Halloween, then I would definitely recommend The World of Lore, Dreadful Places. It's a good place to start for your ghost hunting. And that's it for this week. I will see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>